It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Blue moon, some standing alone. What a time. Without a care in my heart. The 50s. Racism existed. <laughs> you could buy a gun at a bank. Mobsters and gang wars existed on the streets. Ooh, fits perfectly with the movie, actually. It does. Wow, did not even... Starting we... off with that song, you weren't yeah, thinking about no, th- what this movie was, just, really? Yeah. I think it was just in the back of your mind because you just watched this movie that took place during that era. I guess, yeah. Let's go with that. Well, this was the light... professionals. 1949. 46, isn't it? I don't know. Let's say mid to late 40s. Uh, it's definitely late 40s because all these guys are like, we just came back from the war. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So right after World War II, based on a true story, very loosely based on a true story. Aren't they all? Just the the only things they got right is that, yeah, they're, the you know. A couple of the names and places. Yeah, exactly. Mickey Cohen. Definitely pop, a dude. Definitely a person that lived. Definitely a gangster. Yeah. Half of these people uh, died around the time that was depicted in this movie. But also. No, actually, no. Some pe- no, some a lot of them, of them didn't die. A lot of them actually did not die. Yeah, the ones that die in the movie actually did not die. And the ones that did not die in the movie actually died. Yep. Yeah. Backwards. Que sera, sera, as the Italians say. I understand that Hollywood needs to fabricate some things, but this is a whole load of fabric. I'm here. I'm here for fabric. Yes, I'm pro fabric. <laughs> I'm pro fabric. <laughs> you know, Hollywood. Pro fab. I, I bring bring the fab boys because bring the fab boys. Uh, yes, <laughs> bring out the fab boys. <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody. My name is Alejandro, and my name is Christian, and this is ICBTB podcast, also known as It Can't Be That Bad. If it can't be that bad, oh, if it's your first time, welcome. Yes, uh, welcome, welcome. And if it's your second time, um, thanks for coming again. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. That's what um, it is. We have a lot of new listeners, so we want to say thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, and also to the old listeners, we haven't forgot about you, Mom. Yes. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Cousin Sheena. Um, you have a Cousin Sheena? Uh, yes. My Her name is Sheena. Cool. I just didn't know. That's I only know one person who's named Sheena, and it's a very white woman. Uh, so. I think that's... I know that white Sheena as well. Yes. This one is a brown Sheena. I bet. Yes. She's your cousin. <laughs> yes. So if you did bet, you would make some money on that. Um, but yes, thanks to all the listeners that have stuck around uh, throughout this pandemic and because they've got shit whole, to do. How about our whole run as a, of a podcast? Yeah. Kudos to you, baddies. You guys have not gotten tired of uh, us defending these critically condemned films because who else is going to do it? We keep it hot, though. And we also got Highly Irrelevant, which is kind of coming its own thing. And I know there's people who are like, ooh, I really like that yeah. more than the movies. And so it's like, you know what? We got a little bit for everything. So yeah, so check us out, guys. And we got more coming. Yeah. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, buy our merch and, you know, send us kisses in the mail. Because we work hard on this thing. Um, so, yes. Support s- us. Support us. Um, but let's get to this movie. I think those are all our plugs. I think we're finally doing the podcast thing. Fuck it. We're yes. doing it right. Damn it. It only took us 167 episodes. That's probably actually accurate. I dude. think I'm close. Yeah, we're in the mid-150s. We watched a movie called Gangster, Gangster Squad. Squad. It is a, like we said, complete fabrication, but 
it's a Hollywood movie that takes place kind of in Hollywood, um, mostly Burbank, but yeah, also mostly Hollywood. Burbank, a lot of Burbank, <laughs> yeah, a lot of Burbank. And they make it a point to say that Burbank's a shitty place. It's weird that they're like hating on Burbank so much because it's also just like the way I know Burbank. It's just like, yeah, you know, oh Burbank they Airport. Make, they make movies out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why um, they hate on Burbank? You know, at this time, it's a slum. Probably, actually, yes. Uh, we watch a movie called Gangster Squad. It is rated R and was released in the year twenty. 13. It has a runtime of one hour, 53 minutes, or 113 minutes from Melissa. And it has a rating of 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 31% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 3 out of 5 on Common Sense Media. Mm-hmm. These are ICBTB numbers for show. Christian Evelyn Baltasar. Not my middle name, once again. What is the percentage of Google users who approve of this film? I'm going to go with 85%. 88%. Ooh, that was pretty Very close, close there, buddy. Yeah. If you were throwing a boomerang, mm-hmm. they would have ducked. Ah, that's how close it was. Exactly. Maybe it would even scratch them on the cheek. Yeah, if their arms were extended. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Um, um, Synapses, coming at you. Right at you. Will you do like a background sound for me? Can you do like an old-timey radio, like... Like something. Uh, That's more like surfer, surfer rock. (laughs) This is actually more entertaining than the synopsis. I actually kind of really like this. These are all of my years of Guitar Hero put into one skill set, and it's and it's coming out. It's. Is that how high you held your guitar for Guitar Hero? No, not at all. I Just did. so the camera could see my I would, guitar. I would, I would hold it up pretty high because I would sit in the chair while I played. Dude, I used to think Guitar Hero in uh, high school could get me some pussy. Did it? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, so no. coming at you. Right at you. Ruthless Brooklyn-born mobster, Mickey Cohn, has 1949 Los Angeles in an iron fist as he accumulates a fortune from drugs, prostitution, and gambling. Cohen has an army of paid goons at his disposal, but he also has certain policemen and politicians in his pocket. It's enough to intimidate even the bravest cops until Los Angeles Police Department Mavericks, Sergeants John O'Mara and Jerry Wooters from secret, form a secret crew to bring Cohen to justice. It was directed by Ruben Fleischer, uh, and it, that's the box office. Where'd my budget number go for you? Christian, it had a budget of sixty to seventy-five million dollars. Would you like to guess its box office recoup? I think well, around this time that this movie came out, the trailer was fucking dope, and a lot of people were stoked because it was Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone together once again. Correct. Right before this, I, it was Crazy Stupid Love. Yep, and this was before La La Land. Yes. Um, and so a lot of people were stoked on that. It's Sean Penn. It's Josh Brolin. You got Anthony Mackie up in this biznatch. You got Michael Pena up in this biznatch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, a bunch of heavy hitters in this movie. So I think it was highly anticipated. I'm going to go with $175 million. Close. Uh, I mean, that, about you're about $50 million too much. Ooh, $125 mil. Yeah, so it made about $105 million. Uh, in just its original box office run, 105.2 million, and then in Blu-ray and DVD sales, it's accumulated close to 17 million dollars. 17 million dollars, so and it, 
three bucks more because I rented this thing on Amazon. Six bucks more because I also did. That's from right. Apple. Hey, guys, rent your movies, pay pay up because people paid money to make this. Here's the thing, guys. Who needs our money more than the big corporations of America? Sony, Amazon, yep. Apple, Walmart, Target. These are the people who need our money. The struggling backbone of America. Right? Don't give your money to struggling podcasts nope. like ICBTB. Don't give it to local business owners. They're rolling in the dough. Fuck small-time business owners. They don't know shit. They're if, just greedy. If they were good at business, they'd be big-time business owners. Yeah, they're doing something wrong. They're doing something wrong. wrong. Uh, this <sighs> movie is starring Ryan Gosling, Sean Penn, we already mentioned Michael Pena and all of our other best friends, but also... <laughs> I wish they were our best friends. I would be so happy if I could hit up Anthony Mackie and be like, hey, can you do the Falcon thing? Okay, cool. Can you do the Falcon thing? Yeah, hey, okay. What, him talk as himself? Yeah, but like a specific line from Endgame? All of his all of his characters... I don't think Anthony Mackie's that good of an actor. Really? Yeah. Did you see how hurt he looked when uh, B-Rabbit from 8 Mile just roasted him? Good acting. Fuck eight mile. <laughs> Josh Brolin is takes a cake in this. He's great. He he always takes the cake. Always is great. That guy. I'm surprised he's still fit because he's always taking the cake. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you're a weird guy. <laughs> you're a weird dude too. Uh, let's start from the tippy top. Yeah, dude. This movie holds zero facts. <laughs> the only. It literally goes out of its way to like fuck everything up. Right at the beginning, it says based on a true story. Oh, that's how you should know immediately it's not. What they forgot to add was not. The word not based on a true story. Everybody blacked out for half a second right before that that happened. No one did any research. I like it. At least in the beginning, they lied to us as opposed to in Bloodsport where they wait till the very end where it's just like, this is based on a true story. It's like, no, it's fucking not. So people can fucking scream at the end? No way. Bloodsport is not. Fuck that. Jean-Claude Van Damme playing a real dude? Frank Dukes is not a real person. I re refuse to believe that. Um, He is, though. He actually is. It's a real thing. But this was a real thing. Um, yes. Mickey Cohn was a ruthless, ruthless gangster who grew mm -hmm. up in the slums of Brooklyn as um, an Irish immigrant-born child. Mm -hmm. Irish, right? Yes, he's Irish. Uh, boxers, what they make a big point about him being a boxer. They open up the movie with him punching a punching bag. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He looks very scary. Sean Penn looks great in this film, but he looks like Sean Penn. Is that his real nose? Or did they add yeah, a little meat to it? I don't think Sean Penn was in makeup like at all. I think they did a lot of color correction. Like I really think Sean Penn did next to no work in this film. Because his nose looked a little bigger. That bridge mm. was a big bridge. Probably the biggest bridge in the world. Uh, like the one in Dubai? Bigger than the Dubai Bridge, dude. Interesting. Sean Penn's nose bridge. Um, I have a feeling Sean Penn wasn't super focused in this film because he was still like, uh, wasn't this the time when he was interviewing Chapo and shit like that? Uh, probably. I think this was right around the time he was doing that shit. What a crazy guy, man. Right? For Rolling Stones, he's just like, hey, you want an interview with El Chapo? I'll do it. And they're like, who is this again? He's like, it's Sean Penn. It's the guy from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Spicoli. It's fucking Spicoli, dude. Honestly, what a crazy life. Yeah, to play a stoner like that in a uh, in a teen movie, a very popular teen movie, to go all the way through movies like this to play Harvey Milk and to interview people like El Chapo. Crazy to play dude. I am Sam. You ever see that one? Yes. Uh, Tropic oh. Thunder makes fun of I am Sam. No, they, they don't make fun of it, but they do reference it. Yes, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's get into it, buddy. What are your favorite parts? 
Honestly, I love this movie. I'm going to give my rating right now, five out of five, just to let the baddies know how I feel about this. I'm going to be defending this movie like I've defended no other movie before. I'm not going to be throwing a lot of attacks, but um, I'm okay. That's good. I like I like when you take firm, strong American stances and things. Um, I, the American asked, why did you throw American in that? Oh, because there's nothing I'll say that'll convince you otherwise. Um. I could say I could be a firm Filipino stance because I am a Filipino man. Yeah, dude, this movie, I, 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 just so fun. I think this movie is fun. Clearly, some of the actors, minus Sean Penn, had fun filming this. Do you know why Ryan Gosling took this film? He wanted to work with Sean Penn, huh? He wanted to work with Sean Penn, and he wanted to shoot a Tommy gun. And then he found out he had no scenes with Sean Penn. Are there no scenes? He has zero screen time with Sean Penn. So they never crossed paths. Here? I mean, I'm I doubt that they did on the filming. They probably did at the premiere mm-hmm. if they were both there and maybe the rap party. I wonder if they were cord. <clears throat> if like Sean Penn was like cool. Is he? I don't know if Why he's cool he with his castmates. You said he's an asshole in real life, right? I have heard that. Yes. So <laughs> and he reeks of cigarettes is what I've also heard. Yeah, I feel like a lot of actors reek of cigarettes. I think Johnny Depp reeks of. Clove cigarettes. I feel like Jason Siegel. I think actually, you told me yes. that he does smokes, make a, smokes a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, that Allison Hannigan actually Hated said something him. about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Sean Penn, though, yeah, he he looks like a cigarette himself. Yeah, <laughs> you are what you eat. Hilarious. You are on fire today. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, Emma Stone is also in this film, looking like a baddie. Gorgeous. Uh, they call her a tomato. Ryan Gosling calls her. Who's that tomato over there? The voice that Ryan Gosling's using. Not mad at it. Not mad at it. Not mad at it. I like his choices. You know what I mean? Like Very you can always choice. give Ryan Gosling like he's definitely acting. Like yes. he's always doing something. Did you think the girl in the very beginning? Does the movie also? So after we see Cohen punching a uh, punching bag, it cuts to Union Station in Los Angeles, downtown mm-hmm. LA. Beautiful train station. Have you yes. ever been? Yes. No, I've never been. I've been there a number of times. It's right across the street from Olvera Street. It's an incredible landmark. Um, looks just like that still. Really? Looks just like that. It's beautiful. Um, there's a girl who's getting preyed on by, you know, sleazy LA fake agent. You, she you... should have known by that mustache. By that mustache oh, and gross. those glasses. But we know now mustaches. Maybe back in 49, mustaches weren't sleazy yet. Yeah. Um, did you think that was Rachel McAdams at first? She, very close resemblance, <clears throat> but no. I knew immediately it wasn't. I'd seen this girl before. She, I feel like she's a supporting role in a bunch of different movies we've seen. But no. I thought it was Rachel McAdams until uh, she's walking down the hall and it like it's a straight shot on her face. And I was like, oh, that's not Rachel McAdams. Because oh. I was excited that it would be like, how cool is that? Not only is he hooking back up with Emma Stone, but he's also, Ryan Gosling is also hooking back up with Rachel McAdams. What movie were they in together? The Notebook. <gasps> oh, I'm fucking stupid, yeah, dude. you are. I you are so on a roll. I take back all of my no, compliments. No, 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 no. Give it back. Okay, I was so fixated it. on like the Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling thing because they've done like three big movies together already. That I completely forgot about. Of, the, of their three movies together, unfortunately, this, this is, is the, the worst. bottom one, right? Sadly. They're all really good. Uh, well, no. The other two are so good that I think they overshadowed this one. And the other two being Crazy Stupid Love and La La Land. Yes. And then this one is Gangster Squad. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons as to why this one didn't really shine for them as a duo is because Emma Stone's part was not that big. She has a, this is a very boilerplate, um, you know, 
movie. This is a very studio film, especially now that I'm doing a lot of studying on like screenwriting and script development and stuff like that. Like it's very, here's a character, here's the point where he changes, right? right? Like here's the hero, here's where he learns something, here's how he changes. Mm-hmm. Here's the villain, here's where he learns something, here's how he changes. You know, like it's very formulaic. And I also said that it, it's modern day Untouchables, mm-hmm. right? It's a heist film-ish where they're like, hey, pal, we need you for our group. And they're okay. like, like the scene where they get Anthony Mackie, where he's like in the club and like throws the knife at the guy's hand. And then like, hey, you want to join our, our gang? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And then they like walk out of the bar and it's just like, I'm the only good cop in Burbank. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a true story. Like, come on, guys. I don't think that happened. Of course, there has to be a level of exaggeration for. To, I I think that's why I enjoyed this movie that much is because early on, it's Magnificent Seven in 1940s Hollywood. That's what it is. Yeah. Um. Oh, Magnificent Seven. They just they remade that maybe like oh, ten years ago. So bad. Still liked it. I don't know. There's something about me. Matthew liked it too. Maybe that'll be the episode he'll be on. Okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matthew is, uh, for your first-time listeners out there, Matthew is Alejandro's uh, nephew. Very adorable. I was talking about my brother. Oh. Little Matthew's definitely never seen Magnificent Seven. He enjoys uh, cartoons. You Okay, you're right. You, I feel like you would have said Matt if it meant your brother. You say Matthew when you refer to your nephew. Do so I? I was confused. Yeah. I always call him like Little Matt or... Yeah. Yeah. I kid. Guess, kid. <laughs> you just call him Kid? Kid. Okay, yeah, probably, and that's a violent film, so probably that wouldn't be the movie that he should be watching. I think it's hokey violence, though, right? Because Magn- you're talking about the Chris Pratt, Denzel Washington one, right? Yeah. You're, uh, Not uh, mad at it. No. Uh, Some people I get could be mad at it. I'm, I'm frustrated at it. I think I'm just a sucker for the, this yeah, formulaic. No, like, stop the sentence. I'm just a sucker, man. <laughs> I'm just a fucking sucker. Sucker born every day, pal. Yeah, man. Um... <laughs> No, I'm not a sucker. No, you're Fuck not. You. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh-huh. But I do. I like these formulaic films. They're just like what it is. I don't need to think about it. I enjoy it. It's yeah. fun. It's feed for the fodder. I played a lot of like role playing games where you have to form a party before you take down the big bad boss at the very end. So I like, you know, heist get, films. What's up? Heist films. Yeah, and the heist films are dope, dude. So this. This works. I like it. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it, but you know, just know what you're getting into. Um, okay, so let's let's move on. Where did we let, that? So sleazy mustache guy. Yeah, Brolin rocks walks into this prostitution ring, busts it all up, and we find out that he arre- he arrests everybody, and we find out that they all get to leave scot free because Mike um, uh, Mickey Cohen, played by Sean Penn, owns every cop in the city and every judge. In the city. So he is, he's untouchable. (laughs) He's literally an untouchable man in in LA. And so he gets these three guys off uh, because they didn't have a warrant to go in there. So therefore, uh, you know, the police had no reason to go in there and break in. Mickey Cohen does not uh, think that it's okay, though. He still punishes those guys for getting caught by burning down the building with them in the elevator shaft. Yeah. Interesting death. Crazy brutal. Very crazy. I knew... Even though that's such a cliche where where the mob boss says, you know, it's not going to happen again. Uh, yeah, and then they're like, thank you, cliche. Yeah. Yes. But and it's fine. It worked. I think I think it, it was shot it. well in these action scenes. I'm, I'm not mad at either. Was it a tad like Great Gatsby color-ish? Yes. Right? Like there's clearly like some sort of opulence to it that they added. It's very, the colors are very saturated. 
Yeah. Yes. Yet, yet they were able to show a little bit of the griminess of Hollywood. I think this was such a beautiful time in Hollywood, yet also like a very violent and disgusting time to be in Hollywood. Clearly it was run by gangs yeah. and it was run by like the, the underhanded seediness of Hollywood that people don't really think about when they think of Hollywood has always been there. There's always yeah. been pimps and there's always been prostitutes in Hollywood. There's always been drug dealers and there's always been gangs. Um, and it's always been hidden by this facade of movie making where people think Hollywood is this golden land where it's perfect and great and beautiful and rich and popular. Uh, And then you get there and you realize like, Oh no, this is not dirty, dude. kind of gross. Right. And it's still kind of dirty. It always is, man. I love it. I love Hollywood. You like that contrast? dude. We should go. Let's take a trip. I'm down. When COVID is not happening. Let's do it. Well, COVID. So there's no one anywhere. Hell yeah. Um, no, honestly, Hollywood is one of my favorite places in the world, but it is a dirty, dirty place. And you do have to understand that it's not all glitz and glamour. So I think that they depicted that very well already in the very beginning with that blonde girl who had who had just gotten to Hollywood. That They do a great contrast. Very bright, shiny, the white stucco of the Union Station building and then mm-hmm. the disgusting dark building yeah. of, the, of that prostitution ring. Um, the way this movie was shot was like, yeah, it's all the day shots when it's showing the, the glamorous aspects of Hollywood. Very bright, very vivid, very vibrant. But like all the, the night shots, like where it gets a little gritty and it's in the nightclub, they do a good job of making it known that this is a dirty place. Yeah, with with like added opulence, the silver, the lights, the mm-hmm. dancing. It's like, um, it, it's just a it's just a really pretty film. Yeah. Uh, and Emma Stone is very gorgeous in this film. They make a point to Stunning. play up her her beauty. She wears these long, elegant dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is uh, playing Mickey Cohn's girlfriend. Yes, uh, specifically his girlfriend so that she could teach him proper etiquette because he's trying to get sophisticated now that he's dealing with these like Rich big LA cats. types. Yeah, dude. And so literally at uh, the first scene that you see Emma Stone and she's having dinner with Mickey and Mickey picks up a fork to eat his meal and she says, uh, it's the other fork, honey. And you could see that he is offended, that that was just a terrible thing to say to him because with the mob boss, very sensitive, very insecure that he just, you know, your power. It's weird that hungry. he wants her there to correct him, but doesn't want to be corrected. Yeah. I guess in front of all those people. Or by a woman. That too. It's who know Everything. I believe, I, all, all of it. He's Mickey Cohen. Scary man. Okay. Yeah. So you have a lot to say about Sean Penn. I love Sean Penn. In this movie though. I like Sean Penn. You only like him in this movie because you don't, you think, let's say you didn't know Sean Penn. As an actor at all. He was just like a newcomer, a new face, and you saw this movie. How do you think he did as Mickey Cohen? I would say he do he did okay. But that's the problem is like knowing how good Sean Penn can be. That's mm. why I feel like he's maybe he's kind of phoning this in a little bit, right? Because think about how deep into character and I'm not saying he's not deep into character. Maybe these are the choices that he's making uh for this character of Mickey Cohen. But it but it did almost seem like he's it just seemed a a bit lazy compared Just to his huge short. characters yes because mm-hmm. he creates such such in-depth characters in most of his other films it's weird to see see it not as deep as the other ones right did you see the um script reading of fast times at Ridgemont high yes the zoom script reading yes and did you see how proud he was of shia labeouf it was that was really interesting yes the fact that of all the people because everyone else like ray liotta looked pissed off at shia labeouf but someone as most scenes with him yeah, that's right. But someone as 
in-depth of an actor as Sean Penn, you would think would be the last person to be proud of the person playing one of his most famous roles, Shia LaBeouf, right? His, yeah, his first his first huge role. Mm-hmm. And Shia LaBeouf being the weird dude way. he is, doing it in his way, you just got to have respect for the guy. Hey, Sean Penn is an incredible actor and and a pivotal actor. He deserves all the awards and accolades and all of the criticism that he that he gets mm-hmm. um which is why like i i'm saying it's not that i don't think he did a good job in this film i think he does such a good job in his other films again just like ryan gosling and emma stone's trilogy this one just kind of falls short in the sean penn catalog yeah. i think this movie slips in the cracks for all of the actors uh except for josh brolin again who who just like knocks it out of the park every time everything from men in black three to fucking true grit like he's constantly bringing it at a thousand percent yeah josh brolin doesn't get nearly enough praise for for his fucking characters even just his work his facial expressions alone how stern he is how grounded he is in his acting how scary this guy is um because it's the kid from the goonies and we still take him seriously yeah dude he's um surprisingly i thought his face, if you were to just like frame his face, you would think his body would be much bigger than it actually is. He's not as broad shouldered as you think he is. Like, have you seen him in um, Deadpool 2? Yeah, when he plays Cable. Uh, yeah. Not as big as I thought he would be. Oh, really? I thought he was pretty huge in Cable. I thought he was a pretty big. He's fit and he's pretty big, he's but I think he could just be on the older end, too. I think he's 50 ish. Yeah, you can't really work on those traps nearly as hard if you're oh, not. Oh, he was working out hard, though. Did you see the videos of him working out? No, I want to see those. Woof. 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 Um, you don't get to see his muscles in this movie because he's always wearing a trench coat and a hat and some Well, shit. he does get in a bathtub. Oh, yeah, so we do see a little trap action. But he is 1949, like, buff. Yeah. Right? Like, it's weird when you see, a like, boxy. when you see, like, sexy men from the 40s and you're just like, that? That is a peak athlete. Like Babe Ruth, that's a peak athlete. Sexy men from the 40s are always wearing oversized slacks that go up, go up to, to the belly, belly button. They're smoking cigarettes. They have a, a wife beater on. Yep. With and a stain on it. With a stain on it, drinking a cup of coffee while drinking a clove. Greasy, greasy, greasy hair. Very greasy. With like one little strand of hair coming down. Gold chain. Yep. Um, and uh, and they definitely beat their kids. Sadly, that is a it's a truth. It's a truth of back then because there must have been a lot of frustration. That's back a then. sex symbol because that guy's probably gay. Uh, he couldn't be honest with himself. Wow, that's very deep, deep thinking. Um, but Josh Brolin, straight as an arrow here, has a kid. Ha- yeah, has a beautiful wife, Connie. Yes, strong woman. I want to talk about Connie, his wife, real quick. Tell me. Um, that girl, her house was shot up while she was pregnant. Yeah. She dragged herself to the bathtub and birthed the baby, baby by herself. Yeah, pooped her out. Yeah. What a strong woman. Well, with all that stress, I'm sure the baby came sh- shooting right out. Yeah, she didn't even feel the pain. Just slipped right through. Yeah, dude. Um, Ryan Gosling. I want to talk more about Ryan Gosling. And his high-pitched voice? At hey, first, well, it, it threw me off. He was like, uh, yeah, hey, so you, I, I don't know about this and I don't know about that. Can you tell me? I mean, that's... I'm so sorry. What bad impersonation? So bad. Like, ah. Not I. I understand. I don't want to be a dick, but like, be, be a dick. If people haven't seen this film and they just I'm hear not that impression, it justice. they're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Let like, me try again. Let me try okay, again. Okay. How you doing? I'm right. I'm fuck. Damn it, it's dude! I lost worse. it. Yeah, I lost it's fine. it. It's, I, 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 and you know what? 
I'm not even going to attempt because I mine will be just as bad, if not worse. It's so specific. It is. It is a choicey, choicey choice. But I like. Okay. But I like it. First ten seconds, thrown off, was still gauging if I liked it. Agreed. After that, after the scene in the club where he does talk to Emma Stone and when he first picks her up, really swoons her because the lines he was throwing. He does the lighter trick a little bit too much. He clearly only knows one. Uh, it's still nice. Come on, that's all he needs if it's, if he's just trying to take a girl to bed, right? Well, you know, I've just done the more. Thing. I've had to do more than one trick. Did yeah. that lighter trick ha- well work? I do a different lighter trick. Thank you very much. I would be the type of guy that would just get the nearest candle. I'd be like, I'll I'll be right back, honey. And then I'll come. By the time you come back, she's already walking. She's away gone. With yeah, Gosling. I could never do a lighter trick. Uh, no, doing? that's me walking away with her. Oh, I thought you were trying to shake my hand. No, 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 not on that one. Okay, did, how did you think he was smooth? Of course, he he played himself. That's something you'd do. You'd go. You'd go. This is. I want to break down how smooth he was in that scene. Okay, I like your compliment. Thank you very so, much. So Emma Stone was at the bar preparing to smoke a cigarette. Correct. Her back leaned up against the bar. He goes up to the bar, doesn't pay her any attention. He has. He's leaning on the bar and just without looking at her, whips out his lighter and. Lights her cigarette, mm-hmm. and then they start conversation. Still, um, what I've learned in psychology is when you face someone with your bo- with your body, that means you're like into them. But if you want to be a little mysterious, you face away, right? So he's not giving her his full attention, but he is showing verbally. We both turn back. <laughs> yeah, we both turn back uh-huh, to each uh-huh. other. He's showing verbally that he is interested. You know, she says like, uh, what, "What do you do, right? What are you doing here, handsome?" And he says, "I'm a Bible salesman." And she says, uh, you want to take me away from here and make me an honest woman? He says, in all honesty, I just want to take you to bed. Smooth. Honestly, there are some lines in movies that are like, that's too well thought out. Nobody would ever be able to have the time to think that. And then there's lines in movies that are perfectly delivered. Mm -hmm. This one is the latter. This one is. It does not matter how much pre-thought went into writing that line because the way it is delivered and the way it is received is so fucking smooth you could you could smack a baby's bottom it's smoother than margarine dude it's smoother than marjorie it's uh, the, the sweet lady from down the street yep she's smooth she's smooth <laughs> um but yeah dude i what no i was just gonna break down a little bit more of the movie okay let's break it down more. so josh brolin is tasked with creating this gangster squad which was a real thing that was created in la um in the movie they're tasked with this job to get mickey cohen out of la and keep gangsters out mm-hmm. in real life the gang the gangster squad was created one for like kind of like a publicity stunt but they would also like just beat the shit out of mobsters anybody who came in from a different city who was a mobster uh, this was after Cone had been arrested. They just beat the shit out of him, and then because um, it was more so for the image of Los Angeles than it was for the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, LA needed to keep itself a little bit cleaner, right? Yeah. LA needed to make sure it was a little bit nicer until like the crack epidemic. Then they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I just went to shit after that. But when they had the power to fight back, oh, they did. A lot of these characters, uh, like we've said before, fabricated. Um, Anthony Mackie's character and Michael Pena's character did not exist no, at all. No, They just threw that in there for modern times, so it just well, seemed more you know, diverse, I think. Because if they had a movie of four white guys, everybody would be up in arms. It yeah, doesn't matter do. how historical accurate it'd be. No, they would, no one would take into consideration that it was made in the... Uh, like, this was a movie taking place in the 40s, right? That's a good... That's an interesting point. Like, I wonder if, if you know, if you're trying to make a historically accurate biopic... 
Yeah. There wouldn't be a lot of African Americans and Mexicans. Yeah, but like in the direction that this the entertainment industry is going, where it's becoming more and more politically correct, I everybody think would be black. Their people are more willing. <laughs> the whole cast. Yeah, the whole cast. Um, it's like this is George Washington. You're like, yeah, all right. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. I guess it's gonna work. <laughs> it's gonna work. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, Chief Parker, played by Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Uh, did not even form the gangster squad in history with some other dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dragna, who is supposed to be Mickey Cohen's superior, was actually just his equal and Mm -hmm. did not die by Mickey Cohen's hands. Nope. Died of a heart attack. Correct. And Mickey Cohen didn't get arrested for murder. No. He was arrested for the thing that we get every gangster on. Tax, tax evasion. evasion. This is America, baby. Sent to that's how we got OJ. That's how we got Al Capone. And that's how we got motherfucking Mickey Cohen. So do your taxes if you're a criminal. Just pay your, your fucking taxes. Just pay it. That's the so most easy. gangster thing to do. Pay your, your taxes. taxes. You got the money for it. You have to do it. Otherwise, they're going to know you're doing something weird. Help repair the roads. You got the money for it, dude. Help. I don't know. What, fuck it, dude. It's, it's, it's very negligible, the amount of taxes you must pay if you're making a shitload of money as a mob boss. You're lying anyways. You're not actually claiming all your money. Yeah. So why not just be like, yeah, I work minimum wage. Here's my minimum wage taxes. But no, here, Mickey Cohen went to jail for tax evasion. Ridiculous. But like the movie did state, did get beat with the lead pipe. <laughs> Yes, he did get the shit kicked out of him in, in Alcatraz, yeah, and, and 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 it did not, that that beating didn't kill him, but he was never the same after that. Oh, I'm sure, it's a lead pipe. <laughs> yeah, messed up. Um, So, so Keel, the, sorry, go ahead. So the gangster squad's going around trying to break up gangster shit, and yeah. like, I think it's kind of, like we said, it is kind of funny, some of the scenes that they have. Uh, like the first time they try to break up a gambling house, it's full of cops. That That's a like, comedy scene. There's hella cops in there and they're just like, what the fuck? And so they're yep. getting chased by, the cops are getting chased by other cops now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ridiculous. Because those cops are corrupt. Uh, they're taking payments and they're playing at this casino. Not even taking payments. They're just playing at a casino. So they're fucked either way. Oh, God. Um, let's talk about the members of this gangster squad. Okay. Number one, Josh Brolin. Yep, Josh Brolin. Gorgeous. Good looking guy. Uh, Straight up dad bod. Carries a Colt 1911. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a black steel with white pearl grips. Beautiful pistol. Beautiful. Uh, and then next we have Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. He had a smaller 1911. If not 1911, I think it might have been the 1908 Hammerless Pocket Colt. And nice suits, too. Gorgeous suits. Beautiful hats. Smooth. Um, I love his fedora. I don't know if I could ever pull off his fedora, but I do think when I get my own place, I want to have a hat rack next to my front door with a fedora on it. So if ever I need to make a dramatic exit, I can open the front door and grab my fedora and head on out. <laughs> then take it off in the car because you're <laughs> yeah, not, you don't, don't need to wear a fedora, yeah. dude. What am I, Uncle Buck? I'm not yeah, going to wear this shit like in real life. But I do want to make the point. Yes, you want to make the point. putting it on and leaving. I'll see you later. Especially yeah. if it's raining. Yes, dude. Put on a trench coat that you you'll take it. off. You and get it's, it. I get it, dude. Yeah, it's a prop. I have a trench coat. Yes. And I have a hat that would be perfectly matching it. Oh. You should get the hat so that the trench coat alone doesn't make you look like a flasher. Because the trench coat alone will probably make you look like a flasher. Unless you're wearing a fedora. Then I'll look like a hatted flasher. Oh, uh, you're right. <laughs> Honestly, lose the trench coat. Forget the trench coat idea. Wah, wah. No, uh, I love the costume, the styling. I wish I lived in a time when I could smoke in the bar in every single restaurant. Who did Ryan Gosling's hair? Because Ryan Gosling's hair. Up. That's, please uh, that's look an it easy up. thing to look up, actually. Yes, because Ryan Gosling looked. His barber 
In this movie specifically, like he looked great in Crazy Stupid Love. He had a nice fade and whatnot. But here, just the way his hair was done, so good. That guy is blessed with a, a hairline like a thumbnail and a good swoop. Uh, the, a good length of hair, nice color. Um, completely jealous. Please tell me who his hairstylist was. They had a bunch, and I'm they had a bunch, and I'm looking at the ones for. Hang on, Josh Brolin here. This was the one for Laurel. Is, um, I'm sorry, one second here, Mr. Penn, Mr. Brolin, makeup department hairstylist. Honestly, all of them deserve awards because they had a people bunch. here looked great, man. I guess we should give it to the main hair department head hairstylist. Sure, let's do that. Oh shit! I don't fuck. Do I say that name? Oh, Frida Svala Arad. Doratiri. Frida Svaravala Doratiri. You want to give this a try? Here, Here's to you. Let me see. Which one is it? Okay. Frida Svala Aradatir. And this is how it's spelled in her language. I think it's Portuguese. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah, there's like a, a bunch of those weird commas on top of letters. <laughs> Whatever. The enye, there's an enye in there, but it's not above an, above an N. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. It's cool. Great it job. Hurt, it hurt my eyes. Yes. Like, it's I literally couldn't, like, I'm so sorry, miss. Um, And I'm sure we'll get emails about it. It's an exotic name. It's an exotic name. It's beautiful. Here's to you. Hats off to you. Fedora's off to you. Um, Nice. Again, you. back on top. Back. I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. Um, uh, so, uh, third, we have Anthony Mackie. Yes. Tell us about Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, honestly, you don't know much about him. You know that he throws a knife at someone trying to deal He's dope. Like, he has like a stiletto that he th- is an incredible knife thrower at. And never uses it again. It's just in that one scene. It does get no it does get taken away from him when they get when they get caught by the cops at the gambling oh, house. Oh, and that's why it doesn't come back. We could get another one. He steals it back, because remember they beat up that police chief. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Number four. Who do we want to talk about next? We want to talk about uh Keeler? Okay. Uh, he's like a, he used to be an engineer in World War II. And so he knows a lot about wiring and like phone tapping and whatnot. So, and that's, what's that guy? Let me, let me see if I can find his name. Giovanni something, dude. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in Sneaky Pete, I think. Yes. He's, he's also he's, in He Ted. is Sneaky Pete. He is Sneaky Pete. He was in Ted. He's cool. So what's interesting about him is because, is that he's the only person in the gangster squad that has a full fledged family. Um, other than Josh Brolin. Giovanni Rabisi. That's who it is, yeah. Officer Conwell Keeler. So, Keeler. Rest in peace. Um, spoiler alert, in the movie, Keeler does die. Yes. Um, but because he... Because... They, they find out where he's wiring from. Because this is the untouchables and one one person on the team has to die. Yeah, or else, you know... <laughs> because otherwise we don't care. Yeah, you know... It's literally the untouchables. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yes. So they kill him. In real life, that guy, like, outlived everybody else. Exactly. Exactly. That was like 2012. Say. 2012. Like he a, a year so before long. the movie. He helped make this movie. Interesting. Interesting that he worked on a movie where they kill him off. Like, weird thing for them to do in the back... You know, I read that fact and I was like, I wonder how he feels about him getting killed off. He's like watching it and have you think in heaven they get like streaming movies? There has to be, but so no he's violence. Wa- he's watching it and he's just like, God damn it. God damn it. Because because this- I'm sorry, especially but because the whole time he's like, I just want my son to be proud of me. So I assume his son was very proud of him. He like helped bring down one of the worst mobsters in like American history yep. and lived to be to live till 2012. But then in this movie, they're just like. Nah, he's gonna die. No, we'll give it, and not that much of a cool death. No, he was just choked to death. No funeral. 
No. No mourning. Just a son that's pissed off kicking the shit out of his bike. <laughs> and crying in Josh Brolin's arms. Beautiful scene. Great scene. Kid did a great job. I'll yeah, tell you that. He did okay. Um, we also have <laughs> Duke Del Red. Del oh, Reed. Is this um the guy with the mustache? Yes. Oh, he's a great shot. Shooting like a cowboy. He is a cowboy, dude. He carries his cowboy gun and he is just shoot could shoot the can six times before it hits the ground that's an old annie oakley trick that's dope dude i wish i could do that i think it takes a little bit of time and effort yeah oh this guy was kind of old he looks like he put in some time and effort uh and then of course michael pena's character navidad ramirez yeah and he's another made a made-up character yes they couldn't have thought of a more realistic mexican person's name yeah why navidad christmas ramirez yes why Christmas Ramirez. I'm not mad at Michael Pena. I think he did fine for whatever the character was written for. Was the character needed at all, though? I don't know. I honestly couldn't tell you what that character's arc is. Zero depth. I know nothing about that character. He can hide like a cat and sneaks up on the best cops that apparently run the city. That's how you get shot. That's how you... Yeah. That's how you die. Friendly fire. Boom. You're in, dead. In the mouth. <laughs> in the mouth. That, that guy's so good of a shot, he's going to shoot you right in the mouth. Yes. Yes. Six times in the mouth, man. Before you even open it. Each tooth coming out with a bullet. Ping, 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 ping. Ping, 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 ping. Depending on how many teeth he got. How come no one was Asian in this film? Right? You got a Mexican guy. You got a black guy. And I know what you're thinking. Why are we talking about it now after we just did the ping, ping joke? It's because we're about to talk about the scene that takes place in Chinatown. Chinatown. That's where the Asian people are. Oh, and like they die. I want an Asian person in the gangster squad. That like um, scary looking shark man who is like the hitman who blows up that car. Oh, walking around in Chinatown? Yeah. Why is he the most like noticeable assassin in movies? If you're going to choose an assassin, make this person no, no. discreet. Pick the one with the big scar on his eye and also was eight feet tall. Yeah. Was the casting director like, oh, you look like an assassin. Let's let's put you down Honestly, as an assassin. It's like this dude is just just regular nondescript huge man here walking down Chinatown. Don't mind regular, me. Regular nondescript huge man dude, here. Dude, if Mickey Cohen was smart, he would have gotten a little Chinese boy to blow up that truck. But there no. Was, there was a bunch of them with firecrackers. Racist? Not every single Chinese boy has firecrackers. In that scene. In that scene? No, I'm saying that's racist of this movie. Oh, 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 oh. I was, I was saying that that's who Mickey Cohn should have hired. That's exactly what I'm saying, Easy too. out, because the kids could have thrown it in, boom, 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 boom. We're on the same page. We're on the same... Don't, don't scratch your head from stress. I know. It's not stress. It's just itch. Oh. Because we're on the same page, and I like it. Um, Mickey Cohn's not a good gangster. Um, no. I am more of the fan of Arnold Rothstein, and I'm more of a fan of Lucky Luciano and more of the New York gangsters. Mm -hmm. I think Mickey Cohn's a crazy little bitch who came to L.A. to try and be a Hollywood movie star, and then when he got out here, realized that he could make more money doing the illicit stuff than doing the real stuff, and fuck him. Are you talking about the real Mickey Cohn? Yes. Okay, I'm fine with making fun of the real Mickey Cohen because, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm gonna defend this film. I know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're making fun of the a lot of these things, but all in all, very. Fuck Mickey Cohen. Oh no! Whoa, we're oh, sorry, on sorry. a different wavelength now. I was gonna say very entertaining movie. Yes, yes, yes. I am on that wavelength. But also, yeah, fuck Mickey yeah, Cohen okay, because good. he's a bad person. We're back on it then. Back on. Back it. on the train, baby. But entertaining how fun did it look like in chinatown in that scene that one guy holding two tommy guns i mean honestly the the budget for tommy guns alone in this film it must be high worth the price of admission yes i want to see more tommy guns we can go to vegas and shoot them 
What? Yeah, and they have a shooting range in Vegas where you can shoot Tommy guns. Really? Yeah, fuck yeah. Can I wear a, uh, a trench coat and fedora? I, I'm sure you wouldn't be the first person to. And can I speak like this? Ah, oh, you're going to get some of my wrath, eh? You definitely won't be the first person to have done oh, that. And I have like because a I'll fake... also be talking. <laughs> Come on, Kristen, let's get them. All right, and here you go. Yeah, uh, you want some more of that, Schmeckers? Uh, and take this, you pigs. What did uh, mobsters call cops back in the day? Dandies. Dan, uh, there's another word, right? There's something other than dandies. Hey, you, you, you take take this, you you pigs. But it can't be pigs because people still say pigs nowadays. It was Buster. Ah, uh, it's it's take not this, coming. Buster. To me. Take this. No, they would call anyone a Buster. You're a Buster. I'll take it. Buster doesn't seem offensive to me. Best person on set award. Oh, Ryan Gosling and also Frida uh, Mazeltov. Don't know what her last name is. Frida, uh, Frida, fucking Kala, Saba, Paklava, Baklava. Stop. Just the hairstylist, Frida. You guys know her name. We've said it already. Yes, Frida did a we great so job with sorry, the hair. We are so sorry, Frida. Frida, if you're listening to this, sorry, but <laughs> what? That's not <laughs> sorry. That's a nondescript accent. I was. I don't even know what her ethnicity is. I can't I think offend she's her. Portuguese or whatever, but it doesn't matter what her. Why, if you know someone who doesn't speak English, why would you like say an English word in an accent? Would that make it easier for them to understand? That's a thing I do. That's the thing but I do I know, when I apologize a, to people. I say sorry. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'll say it to a white guy. I'll say it to a brown guy. I'll say it to a black fair, guy. Fair, 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 sorry, fair. sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Is okay. it not getting any better? No, I mean, it's fine. It's like it's like if you call everybody brother, and then the one time you say it to a black guy, and they can't give you that look, uh, and, you, and you're almost like, no, 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 I call everybody brother. And you're just like, why are you defending him now? That you know analogy. I mean? like, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like it's such a nondescript accent that I was using. Sorry. Could be a Filipino person saying it. It could oh, be anything, but that's why I, I neither here nor there. Okay, your best person on set. Um, it is the director because like I said, this movie is so stylized and so like Ruben Fleischer, Ruben Fleischer did such an incredible job of making it its own thing. Um, making a modern untouchables. Yes. Ruben <laughs> Fleischer also did Zombieland and Zombieland double tap and a whole also bunch of stylized. other comedies too. He does have a comedy bone to him. Oh, which one? Um, his femur. Interesting. I thought it would have been his elbow. Mm, oh, Fuck, dude. I just wasn't I wasn't expecting it, okay? Give me more time, dude. I take time. back all the jokes you made. No, I thought I was doing okay. You lost it at the end. God damn it. Um What do you I already rate? You've already told me. Five out of five, dude. This movie was entertaining as hell, and I was actually entertained. I was nervous, dude. At what? some points, I was like nervous, like when it was just oh, too good to be true. They build the tension really well. The Ch- the Chinatown scene builds tension incredibly well. Even before that, even when they go to Mickey Cohen's uh, club where he's stashing all of his money. Slappy's Maxis. Slapsy Maxis. And they burn it down. I was like, this is too, like, and they're all drinking at the bar yeah. and getting drunk. I was yeah. like, no, this is that part in movies because this is a formulaic film where it's just, this too is. Too good to be true. Yes. This is the top of the top and it's all, the next top scene, the someone's going to die. And that's exactly what happened. Okay. Um, what do you rate it? You know what? I think people should watch it. Like I said, it's a fun film. Don't take it too seriously. It's very formulaic, but it's great costumes, great characters, a lot of choices, a lot of hats. Um, a lot of smoking, a lot of guts. Yeah, this, they really made smoking look cool. They... 4.75. Interesting. Did That's... I say four or three? 
Four. 3.75. Ah. Uh, 3.75. Okay. Hey, that's still above three. Yeah, watch it. It's fun, right? Yeah. I mean, but I was not bored at all. You got bored? The job, I, 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 I didn't think the Emma Stone love line, I wish it was either like a, like I said, a detective hard line story or like a comedy funny love thing. Yeah, I could see why. They kind of had their foot in two different camps. You think it just went, you, it should have just gone hard in one direction. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because some of the violence was really brutal. Like, uh, for a PG PG movie, PG thirteen movie, it's rated R, dude. Oh, it is rated R. Okay, yeah. So some of the violence is really brutal. I think they could have gone more brutal. It, no, definitely. But that brings me to my second point: is like it, that's almost like they pulled back on it because they needed to have the romance sell. They needed to have the love story sell because they knew a lot of girls would be seeing this movie for Ryan Gosling Emma Stone again. Yeah, after Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, I think they. I agree with you. The love story could have been pushed a little harder. They could, have, they could have either doubled down and make it a love story, which would have been like it's Bonnie and Clyde thing in that sense, the mm-hmm. Warren Beatty version, or do a, do a detective gangster film, do a hard nosed detective trying to find Mickey Cohn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know why they couldn't have got him on tax evasion? Because that then it would have been the Untouchables. Because that's how they got Al Capone. Uh, it would have exactly have been the, the Untouchables same movie. Yeah. Well, it's I guess it's hard nowadays to make some mobster films based on any true events because we have the internet. They've already shit's already been made, dude. Movies have already been made. I've talked about this that we are so deep in the f- industry of entertainment that any it's hard to not duplicate something. It's hard for something to not be cliché. Like that's why it's well, rare that some things are original. Let's see how the young Tony Soprano movie is. Oh, that's right. Um, let's see how supposedly the remake of Scarface is. They're th- remaking Scarface. Uh, that's it. They've been trying for a couple of years now. Do they have? They've had directors Tony and actors Montana? attached to it, and it's been different. But Scarface, the Al Pacino version, is a remake. Is it? It's a remake of a yeah. Like the original Scarface came out in like 1920, like Didn't when we? when Al Al Capone was a famous gangster. Okay, so it was a different era. Because this one gangster. took place in like the seventies, like was 80s. it modern? Was it made in the eighties? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. Is it is Scarface? I All thought the Scarface. cocaine and shit like that. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, yes, it's the cocaine in like Miami. The, yeah, you're right. And it's Michelle Pfeiffer. I thought it was like late seventies that this was made. I think maybe it starts in the late seventies, but it definitely is an eighty. That's an eighties thing. Wow, they're gonna remake that. I really wonder it's, who's gonna be for, for a minute. There was gonna be Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Tony Montana. But it's not. Gonna, oh, it wouldn't be Tony Montana. It's a new, yeah, yeah completely. The different. new Scarface gangster story. Uh, Who knows, dude? I bet you they're gonna end up getting like Michael B. Jordan or something. Mm, honestly, yeah, uh, he. Yeah, they're gonna have to update the storyline anyways, and I think they should just make like a modern gangster. I don't think they should call it Scarface then, if it's gonna be like different. But he'll probably have a scar on his face. Oh, I guess so. I guess so. But people are gonna be comparing it to Al Pacino. It's so hard not to, dude. Like, how do you not compare? Like, it's the whole. You're right. Jared call Leto. It something else. Right. You're going to call Jared Leto Joker right after Heath Ledger was Joker. People are just going to compare that Joker to that Joker rather than just judge him objectively. I don't know. That's interesting. Gangster Squad <laughs> available on uh, Amazon Prime and Apple. Yes. TV. That's where we watched it. You could get it on uh, YouTube. You can get it on. Hulu. Honestly, I ain't buying shit from YouTube. <laughs> I've never bought a movie from YouTube or rented from YouTube. Have you? No. Yeah, because 
I don't see YouTube in that way. I mean, I know it's there. I've seen it sometimes, but uh, I'm I'm an Apple man. Yes, and I'm an Amazon man. Oh, I don't <laughs> like that because because then you'd know how to say Frida's name. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that's hey. sorry. <laughs> I can't say it. All right, baddies, tune in next week. And uh, and, and I am so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>